Podcast. Welcome back to the Preacher's Devo Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Messina. The Preacher's Devo Podcast is designed for those seeking some devotional thought on certain biblical truths and doctrines of the faith. Throughout the podcast, I offer an analysis of the content found in the Heidelberg Catechism. I have picked the Heidelberg Catechism for its easy-to-follow structure of 52 Lord's Days. Again, as a reminder, the Lord's Prayer was given by Jesus to His disciples as a model of prayer. If there's one thing about my life and about yours is that we do not pray enough. In fact, I have never met a person who said, I pray too much. I've walked with the Lord since the age of 13, and if there's one thing I still need improvement in is my prayer life. As you mature in Christ, you will notice that there are certain areas of your life that you need to work on. They're called disciplines. You need to develop a discipline of reading the Word of God daily, of praying, of fasting, of meditating, of serving, of evangelizing, and so forth and so on. These are the movements of the Christian walk. And why do we need to do so? So that our intimacy with the Lord is increased. That is why Christ taught us how to pray. And when he prayed, he mentioned God as a father. He had intimacy with the Lord. And that is what prayer does. It leads us to greater intimacy with the Lord. Further, it also helps us understand his character and also to understand how we are to live it out. Which leads us to Lord's Day 51 and the Heidelberg Catechism, which highlights the fifth petition of the Lord's Prayer. As common practice, let's read the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 to 13. The fifth petition of the Lord's Prayer is, And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Forgiveness. A very elusive word for many of us, for that is not part of our human nature, to forgive others, especially those who do us harm. Christ begins this fifth petition or request asking God to forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. You see, here at the very heart of the Lord's Prayer, is the idea of forgiveness. Forgiveness that begins with God and then is then directed towards others. The Heidelberg Catechism puts it this way. Forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. That is, be pleased for the sake of Christ's blood, not to impute to us miserable sinners our manifold transgressions, nor the evil which always clings to us. As we also find this witness of your grace in us, that is, our full purpose, heartedly to forgive our neighbor. Here, of course, the Ten Commandments come to mind, that we are to love God first and then to love our neighbor. And one of the primary ways to love our neighbors is to forgive them when they do us harm, because they will. If you have lived two seconds on this earth, you know that forgiveness is a must. Why? Because humankind is depraved. Humankind is fallen. It is broken. At the inner core of who we are, we are rotten. Therefore, evil is translated into our relationships, where oftentimes we will have to learn to forgive others for the harm that they have done to us. But you see, forgiveness must begin with our understanding of our own need for forgiveness. 
Psalm 54, 1 through 4, speaks of that as David prays after repenting of his grievous sin of adultery. He says, starting in verse 1, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is always before me against you, and you only I have sinned and done this evil in your sight, that you may be found just as when you speak, and blameless when you judge. David here acknowledging his need for forgiveness from his debt of sin, his transgression. He appeals to the mercy of God, to his loving kindness, and to his mercies. And that is what we must do, folks, before God. And what is God's response? Well, thank goodness for his mercy. We're reminded in 1 John 2, 1-2, the following, My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins... We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and He Himself is a propitiation of our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the whole world. In other words, forgiveness is given to us through Christ before the presence of God the Father. And that is why the Heidelberg Catechism says that God will not impute to us miserable sinners our many full transgressions. Why? Because of the sake of Christ's blood. Christ's blood here being His life and death and sacrifice for us so that we may receive the forgiveness of our sins. And if we have been forgiven in Christ, how much more must we forgive others? Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind to one another and tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ also forgave you. We must be reminded of the forgiveness that was extended to us in Christ always. Because that will be the fuel for our understanding and for our giving of forgiveness towards others. And again, going back to the Heidelberg Catechism, look at the words, As we also find this witness of your grace in us, and that is our full purpose heartily to forgive our neighbor. The word grace here is foundational. As a famous quip points out, mercy is God not giving us what we do deserve, Grace is God giving us something we do not deserve. Again, as a reminder, Ephesians 2, 5, and 8 tells us that it is by grace that we are saved. It is not of our own merit. It is not because of something we have done or can do or will do that we are saved. But by God's grace, we are saved. We're saved because God gave us something we do not deserve. And that is His love and His salvation. That he really didn't have to give us, but he did so because of his great loving kindness and because he is indeed a merciful God. Make sure that today at some point you thank God for his grace. Salvation includes forgiveness of sins. And forgiveness of sins is only given to us because of grace. Again, going back to the Heidelberg Catechism, that is why we are encouraged to heartily forgive our neighbor. Again, everything conditioned by the grace of God. Now, going back to Matthew chapter 6, we oftentimes end the Lord's Prayer with verse 13. However, there are two other verses at the end of this little section, or what we call a pericope. And those are verses 14 and 15. Let me read them to you. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, 
your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Note that our forgiveness must be conditioned by what the Father has done for us. We are called to be imitators of God. And if God has forgiven us of our sins, we must also do the same to others. This is super hard because we do not, again, because of our depraved human nature, want to forgive others. But it is, again, when we are reminded of the grace that has been extended to us in the mercy of God, that we are able to forgive. And we will forgive gladly because we know of the weight of our sin and the wages of our sin, which is death, and how it has brought our lives to total chaos. But God has brought our lives into total peace. Now, before we conclude today's episode, there is a text in Matthew chapter 18 that we would be wise to briefly look at. Peter had come to Jesus and asked him, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? Jesus replies to him, no, not seven times, but 70 times seven. What Jesus was trying to convey is that we should freely forgive our neighbors. In the same chapter, he offers the parable of the unforgiving debtor. A king tries to settle his accounts with his debtors. A debtor comes before him who owed him money that was unimaginable. He could not by any means pay it. After begging for forgiveness, he is forgiven by the king and his debt is erased. The point, his debt was unpayable, but yet the king forgave him. You would think that the man would do the same for those who owed him money. However, he did not. After leaving the king's presence, he goes after a fellow who owed him money. Money that was comparatively way smaller than the debt that he owed the king. This wicked man did not forgive, even though he was forgiven much. I pray that you and I will never forget the forgiveness that has been extended to us by God. He is a merciful God. Let us not forget it and let us learn to forgive those who have trespassed against us. Well, folks, thanks for joining us again. And that's it for this episode of the Preacher's Devo Podcast. And until our next podcast, stay encouraged, encourage others, and keep growing in Christ. God bless. Feel free to subscribe and to share this podcast with your friends and family.